0: And run with BTG on the road. Yeah, I'm, it's on the road because I'm literally on the road driving. This is an away game, people, which neither one of my teams has been good at this year. So thus far, I should say, uh, my Lakers are what, two and two and eight right now or two and what is it? Two. I think it's two and eight, two and six. It might be two and six, two and seven or something like that. Anyway, We're the 14th ranked team in the West right now. Um, Yeah, it's pretty bad. As far as my Raiders, we are doing a little bit worse than that. We are actually last in our division, which we probably, you know, we're not too far away from last place. Um, Very high. Well, I I would say it was very high or higher expectations for my Raiders rather than the Lakers, even though the Lakers have a much more intriguing, um, let's see, I would say more household name of a roster when it comes to my Lakers. Spoke to my boy, JL, uh, Raiders fan. Well, I think pending, I should say, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, it's times like this and we've had a lot of these, but I, I want to say this might be a little bit different, but as a Raider fan, we get to the moment, we get to these moments where we like, yo, I can't do this. Some Some fans do that. Like, I can't do this. Now, I have never, I haven't necessarily met a Raiders fan who has given up on the Raiders, right? But I will say this. Uh I have met other fans who have given up on their teams, certain teams. And basketball is kind of tricky. Cause I'm starting to talk to a lot more uh people who have multiple squads. Again, I don't too much uh I don't too much judge off of that. You know, especially when you know the background. I know a lot of it is, is cap. You know, I, I side-eye and question the Golden State fans or the Clipper fans, you know. But when it comes to these other squads, you know, I just I listen to the history of the people and how they end up liking the squad and things like that. And in, in all honesty... It's, it's it's none of our business on why another person likes a team or anything like that. I think it only comes down, it's kinda like I think it's kinda like uh hip hop in a way where we criticize artists who have ghostwriters. And I think that's because, yo, you can't call yourself the greatest or one of the greatest if you have a ghostwriter and having, you know, your pen isn't that strong. You're just a plug and play. Well, that's kind of like the same thing with fans having multiple teams. It's like, it's not much of a debate or an argument that we can have if you're free to go around and, and pick whatever team is hot at the moment and things like that. I've said countless times on my podcast and probably on other people' platforms, sport platforms, that is, is that I admire the Cleveland Brown fans and the Buffalo Bill fans. Why? Because these are... Especially, and the only reason why I brought up the Browns fans is because you could tell the richness of the history of that franchise and the fans that grew up watching them, right? And they've been through a whole lot of. They've been through a whole lot of seasons, before, um, you know, in the past where they had to, they have the right to leave that particular franchise if they wanted to you know and at one point let's not all forget that the Baltimore Ravens that we know today used to be the Cleveland Browns and then they brought back the Cleveland Browns after they moved them to Baltimore so I think that that says a lot about the the fans of Cleveland and just uh, you know uh, Ohio in general Is that you know they appreciate their football, uh, even though they haven't had any type of reason to celebrate in a very long time. Now, as far as Raider fans, we're kind of we're similar. I think we're a standalone franchise when it comes to fans because our fans treat every home game and away game as if we're dressing up for Halloween. We've been attached to the crazy label as far as fans because. The narrative of of having fights in the stands, whether it's at a home or away, and especially when it comes to rivalries and things like that. I think the Raiders are special because of the owner who has created some somewhat very similar to the Lakers. Uh Jerry Bus, Al Davis created an entertainment factor to these franchises. Not only that. They want to win. Both of them are extremely similar where they wanted to create some theatrical things around the franchise, a mystique, you know, it's a movie, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to the Raiders, like the intro, if you ever been to a Raiders home game, then you would understand what I'm talking about. And a lot of other franchises do the same thing when when they have an intro for their team. But everybody knows like a Raiders is different. You know, when you talk about my Lakers, the expectations for that franchise is just different. You know, the, the running model for the, uh, for the Raiders, for well, as long as I've been alive, you know, besides a uh, commitment to excellence, was just win, baby. Just win. It didn't say how to win. It just said just win. And we stuck to that. You know, we attached ourselves to that. Welcome to Open road with BTG. Yes, I am on the road. This is a away game. If you hear cars in the background, if you hear my lane indicator, that means I probably tried to switch lanes without using my blinker. Don't be alarmed. This is a away game. Open Road with BTG. But here's what I got to say about both franchises. Which is weirdly uh, to talk about knowing that my UCLA Bruins football, by the way, is doing very good, extremely good, I should say. You know, they are ranked in the top ten above Alabama for the first time that I've ever seen in my life. Now I know my cousin said now nah, back in '98 or something like that. I don't think anybody was. I don't think anybody was paying any attention to Alabama back in the 98 to my, to, to, I guess through my lenses, I'd never heard of people talking about Bama back in the nineties like that. You know, especially the late nineties, I was hearing about the Ohio, the Ohio States, uh, the Miamis of the world. I, I, I didn't hear now 12 Cal who's much older than me will probably can probably tell me a little bit more about college football in the 90s, like, you know, I was in middle school and high school, and although I was I was watching some of these games, I wasn't really into it as much as I am to it as, as now. And the game has changed so much. But to get back to it, my UCLA Bruins are ranked higher than Alabama right now, which is crazy because Alabama has two losses uh, on the season. We only have one, and that one came to Oregon, which if we would have beat them, we probably would have been ranked in the top four by that, seeing that there's a lot of musical chairs going on. But shout-out to the Pac-12 as of right now. Oregon, USC, and UCLA are currently ranked within inside the top 10 in the nation. You got to love it. The big matchup will be November 19th against USC in Pasadena not sure if I'll be attending that game in person, but everybody knows the best seat is at home. So, and and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm a spoiled L.A. West Coast cat. It's been raining lately. There's no telling if it's going to be raining in the Pasadena, in the Rose Bowl. I am not getting out and getting in that rain. Uh, I'm just not doing it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. Outside of that, man, uh, we have high expectations for UCLA basketball team who has shocked the world the past couple of years because of where they was previously ranked. We got a lot of we got a lot of players coming back, which gives us a strong roster to compete and make it back to at least the final four. I like that. I like the expectation. We got to stay healthy. We got to get some protection around that rim, and we got to get some guards that can penetrate and get to the basket. I think that'll all be answered by the recent recruits that we've gotten, but we shall see. <coughs> Mikey Williams is going to Memphis. I'm going to give back to to my Lakers and my Raiders and wrap that up. But I wanted to say something about Mikey Williams. Now, remember about a year, maybe a year or two ago, Mikey Williams talked about going to a HBCU. With the latest events that's been going on with Deion Sanders, Jackson State, you know what I mean? He's pushing the narrative that he is swag. He's putting an HBC. His program alone is being pushed forward to the public and and highlighting their excellence. Um. We've all agreed that the more star power that you get out of HBCU, whether it's a coach or a player, it helps out all HBCUs. So it is to no surprise that he signed with. Uh, now nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily just say Memphis. I mean, because we already know who was over there. Shout out to Penny, right? But not only that. He also got an NIL deal with Yo Gotti that come close to what? One or two million dollars? I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at it. It would have been I'm here here's the thing, and I understand why a lot of these top ranked players, I can't sound like a hypocrite because You know, we got a couple of highly ranked high schoolers that will be playing for UCLA. And I've been crying for decades to get those type of players back in those jerseys because we really haven't, excuse me, we really haven't had that type of star power or quality of players since the Kevin Loves and Russell Westbrooks, you know what I mean? And and the Drew Holidays. It took us a while to get it took us a while to get back there you know what I mean coaches involved as well at the same time I do want to see a change i do want to see a flipping power not just ultimately but I want to integrate i want to involve these h b c u programs because look it was said a couple of weeks ago that The difference between these HBCU programs and these power five programs in college football is really the defensive and offensive line and maybe the quarterbacks, maybe the quarterbacks, right? They said outside of that, the skill position is even. And I had to clarify that with some people that actually went to HBCUs and other people just, you know, hearing their opinion, and a lot of people agreed on that statement that was put out on IG where they said, yeah, outside of the skill positions, you know, or well, outside of the offense and defensive linemen, it's pretty much the same across the board. I never really thought about that. I can't really go against that because you can find a gym just about anywhere, including the HBCU. So I, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see when those dominoes will finally fall. You know, uh, we already know that a lot of these HBCU programs don't get the same type of funding that these other programs get, you know, let alone the looks. But, you know, it, it's it's an uphill, it's an uphill thing. It's an uphill thing. Um, yeah, but Mikey Williams definitely will be enrolling into Memphis. So that'd be something to see right there. Um, but to wrap it up, let me wrap it up with my Raiders and my Lakers. With the Lakers right now, it's still so much basketball to play, but I really, I really believe that the roster changes that need to be made. Well, let's just say they need to be made, but I don't. I'm not sure what changes we really could make to get back to. We're not playing for anything other than to win a championship at this point. There's, 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 you know, mutual. Um, I would say, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's a lot of people that feel like, yo, at right now. Trade AD and trade Russ. That's what they've been talking about right now. Stephen, A said trade AD and Braun. You know? I've said that. But what do you trade that for? What is what is trading Braun? What is the worth for trading Braun? What is the worth for trading AD? What's the worth for trading Russ? What's the worth for trading uh, R3? And in the... Truth be told, you can you can do all that. But what you're saying is well, ultimately we're giving up the rest of this year, maybe even next year, maybe in the third year, to get everything locked in, locked and loaded. I'm not sure what moves can be made. I really haven't sat down and put my thinking cap on, you know, looked at everybody else's contract on other teams. And when you know what I mean, everybody else, I'm talking about superstars, and probably star players, you know, at this point. Because that's what we're going to replace them with. The Lakers will go a while, which they have done, you know, before. They've done this before they've gotten Kobe and Shaq together. They've done this before they've gotten LeBron and AD together, where they put together a roster, you know, not just to help them, but to ultimately sacrifice some of the picks that we get some of the young players that we get to get that star player or a superstar player. Or we wait for the offseason to see who's the biggest free agent out there and give them the world. How and when is that going to happen? I'm not sure. I really haven't given it too much thought because I thought that they would make a couple of tweaks to the roster to where we could compete. Now we're in a situation where I'm not sure what Genie, what Rob is going to do. I think uh, I think Coach Darwin Ham is in a situation that is unfair to him. Just the same way I felt about Luke, you know what I mean. Even though uh, he probably wasn't the ultimate fit for the Lakers, I still thought it was unfair that the roster that he had, he had to try to compete with. Give him some time. Same thing with Ham. You know what I'm saying? I actually like him as a coach. I like the fact that he was talk. He was able to talk to Westbrook to the bench and provide, uh, you know, his 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 talent and his, uh, you know, for him to contribute off of the bench. And it has worked out from that standpoint, but it's still struggling to generate some Ws. And that's just a call across the board. Like, AD is not the same. Obviously, Bron is not the same. You know what I mean? So we need much better support around these players in order to stay afloat. And it's really just not happening. Ultimately, we need somebody that can shoot the ball, not just shoot three ball, but shoot that mid-range. And we got to play better defense at the end of the day because we're getting killed again, which is not a shock that we're getting killed around a three-point line. We can't defend the, the, the perimeter at all. So it's looking like we need those Cam Johnsons of the world, those Linky defenders pause that can defend, uh, you know, anywhere between uh, one and four position. Not sure what's going to happen. Hopefully we can figure it out. I know it's going to be a rough road in front of us, maybe for the next couple of seasons, unless we make a splash. I don't see anybody helping out the Lakers anytime soon at all, but we shall see. As far as my Raiders, I wouldn't necessarily say I was a huge uh, fan of bringing that particular coach in. Um, it it kind of reminds me of uh, which when we hired, what you call it, that used to be the assistant coach um, for, for Alabama, and he just kept getting these jobs. I can't really think of his name right now. His name is slipping my mind, his face is in my head. Lane Kiffin. You know, Lane Kiffin can always get a job, and I'm not sure what it is. You know what I mean? Obviously, when he's with a high-profile team, then he can provide a high-profile offense from from that standpoint. But giving him a full-team run hasn't really worked out, but continues to get a job. That's kind of how I look at it, you know? I was talking to J.O. We were talking about the Raiders. He was talking about giving up his fanship for the Raiders. I said, go ahead. I'll keep you a seat. You know what I mean? I'm going to ride this one out. I've also compared being a Raiders fan as like being in a domestic violence uh, relationship where we make up excuses or we just stick with what we know because that's what we grew up knowing. But <clears throat> I always reference the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, a lot of teams similar to, to them to where, you know, they haven't. Maybe, even when you talk about the Jaguars and the Panthers, you know, the Panthers made it to the Super Bowl once. Jacksonville, um, they've had some solid squads back in the day, but not too much noise overall. Um, yet and still, they got a fan. They get, they, they have a set of fans that, that rock with them. And ultimately, I think it just depends on the owner making those wise uh, decisions, because we know they have more than just running the football team. They do other things as well, especially when it comes to those stadiums. So here's the thing. I think everybody's on the clock. Everybody's on the clock. Like I said what I had to say about Chip Kelly for the past couple of years but I have given him time. And there was a time where I was like, no, he got to go. But at the same time, I got to understand how college football, college basketball works as far as recruits. That's all totally different monsters. You got to get the players that you want. There's really not that much difference in the NFL except there's money, there's money involved and contracts involved. And you really have to be good at what you're doing when it comes to drafting. And historically, the Raiders is not that good at drafting the way we're supposed to. You know what I mean? That's just a fact. We've skipped over a lot of players that have gone on and either won Super Bowls or have prepared their teams to be contenders. That starts up top in the front office, all the way down to getting the right players to the right pieces and having the coach to, to build a philosophy for them players to follow by to win games, ultimately changing the culture. How many times have we said changing the culture in Oakland, or you know, and now in Las Vegas? So, and they got a new, fresh, wash, fresh board, clean slate with moving to a whole totally different city, where their fan base is uh, is three to four hours away. Their real fan base. Not to say that the Bay Area, the Bay Area had a real fan base too, but I mean, I'm talking about the original fan base within Los Angeles. I think ultimately what I'm trying to say about my Raiders and Lakers is that times have changed and we haven't caught up with new times. We just haven't. You know, you got to be able to shoot the three ball. You got to be able to play a little bit of defense as well, even though they played better defense in the 90s and the early 2000s, or at least I wouldn't say they played better defense. They weren't as athletic as these kids are, but they did put in a little bit more effort. They may not was good at defense, depending on who they was going up against, but they had effort. They went out there and tried to play defense. This air is kind of wishy-washy, but they're athletic. Their athleticism helps them recover on defense. But all they really need is the effort. It's just the times of change. So <clears throat> the Lakers need to adjust to that. We're coming up on the end of an air with a great. We we have to somehow deal with that. We well, we dealt with it before. With my Raiders, it's about adjusting to the new offenses of the game, even a quarterback position. You might have to go give you a quarterback to, that can use his legs a lot. Not even a lot, but is willing to use his legs when he needs to. Like a Kind of like a Josh Allen. I was telling J.O. that it's crazy that the coach that we got rid of and John Gruden, the two quarterbacks that he was praising before he became our coach, He was praising Calum Murray a lot, and he was praising Josh Allen. Now, when you look at it right now, both of those quarterbacks are balling. They're balling. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, even if the Cardinals aren't a threat or anything like that, his level of play, his level to win, to, to, to actually win the game, we've seen what he did in overtime against us. Josh Allen, you know, first year or two, it was on Josh Allen's head. He didn't play that well, or he wasn't playing to the level that he's playing now. Now look at him. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and especially in fantasy. You know what I mean? He's just got the heart to play. He's like a super, uh, like like a souped-up Brett Favre, if, 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 if like I could say. He will sling that thing. He's a gunslinger, you know, um, and he'll get out of that pocket and run. Lamar Jackson, get out that pocket and run. Kyler Murray, like I just said, get out that pocket and run. Hell, Malik Willis, who just filled in over there in Tennessee, took Kansas City to the wire, got out of that pocket and run. And we've seen his highlights, and he was a third-round quarterback. So I think it's just about adjusting to the, where the game is at now. You need speed. You see what's going on in Miami. Everything is over the... The 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 speed, miles per hour. Like they're going over 70 miles per hour on the freeway. They're well over into their 90s and 100s on that freeway over here in Miami, including the quarterback. He can get out of that pocket. One thing I like about the NFL, there's no height discrimination. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these quarterbacks are short. That's getting the job done. There's no knock to Derek Carr. But we fought for Derek Carr long enough to where I, I'm not willing to sit up there and put up that fight anymore. I'm not sure what he needs. I mean, he might need that perfect that perfect coach, but that takes away from his eliteness to where, yo, do you make the coach elite or does the coach make the quarterback elite? Is it mutual? And it's not like that. I don't see I don't see Derek Carr being able to call his own plays, you know what I mean? Even though he has that veteran tag on him. It's just not there, man just not there. I think we need a change. Change should be coming sooner or later. It should be coming. If you really think about it, the the change should be coming when it comes to my Raiders. The change should be coming when it comes to my Lakers. But how they going about it, I'm not truly understanding. Me and J.O. really feel like we could be GMs and run teams. Now, I might not be good with the money portion of it, you know, figuring out these contracts, but I'm for sure sure I could pick out the talent. So even if I can't be a GM, I can definitely be a recruiter. I can go out there and scout the lands all the way from Pop Warner to high school to college and so on and figure out who should be on these rosters and why they should be on these rosters. A lot of characters should be in question. Because you could have the talent but not have the character to keep your keep their talent on the field. I'm aware of that. I feel like some of these NBA, NFL scouts and some of these GMs don't be really getting their hands dirty and figuring out who... Can rock on each team accordingly, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I'm keeping my fan, my fan tag with the Raiders. I'll never leave the Raiders, man. That's all I really know. You know, I, I, of course, do I know know other franchises and 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 their uh, history? Somewhat, certain teams I do, but my Raiders—that's my team. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, I'm not going into to no debate or no battle defending another team. When I have my own team, I can do that for jokes and giggles. But what I'm saying is just because I want to win an argument, I'm not about to sit up here and flip flags and things like that. That's ultimately like my decision. As far as dealing with the pain of being with a Raiders fan. Well, sometimes you got to teach yourself not not to be emotionally attached to them. You know what I'm saying? To any team, really. I've seen the heartbreak on a lot of people face watching these games on TV, football or basketball, baseball as well. You look up in the crowd and they sick. And that's because we're emotionally attached to them. But I think what helped balance that out is knowing that your team is a competitor year in and year out, you know? And some people will say, well, would you want your team to compete every year or every so often Win a championship? Well, I guess it depends on who you ask. But I'm a I'm a Raiders fan and I'm a Lakers fan, which helps me balance off both relationships. The Raiders haven't had the franchise success as the Lakers. You know what I mean? So it kind of helps me with that. The Dodgers is on there. They, they they've been on their way back where they've been in competitive situations, and I got to give thanks to Magic about that. Um, because Magic has recently won another ring. Every name that he has attached his name to, he has one rings, And this is post playing for these, uh, you know, for this franchise for the Lakers. This is post playing career. You know, he has been there when they won a championship in the bubble. You know, he has been there when the Dodgers won that same year. You know, he had his inputs, his 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 touch to it. You know. And recently, there was a story to come out to say that he would like to be involved with the Raiders, buying some ownership into the Raiders. I'm all for that. Why? Because recently, we just had our local soccer team here in L.A., which I passed by their stadium maybe two or three times since it's been built. haven't paid them too much of attention. They recently won a championship this year. And his name was attached to it. So... I think a lot of change should be coming, and I think Magic should be involved with it on a personal side, or I, not just a person. I'm talking about it personally as far as my team. I know it's a business transaction that they're doing, and I would like to get whatever he got that's getting these teams up and running and, and getting them to compete for championships over there with my Raiders. Open run with BTG on the road edition. So if you heard, if you hear me on the freeway right now, the rain was coming down a little bit, you know what I'm saying? We had some cars with louder mufflers than others, you know what I mean? Switching lanes, lane indicators going off the whole nine. You might hear this hollow sound in the back. Well, that's because I'm literally on the road, open run with BTG, uh, on the road edition. I had to get it out because I won't have time to record. I didn't have record time to record uh, earlier this week which is Monday and Sunday and won't have any time to record in order to get this out on Wednesday. So open run with BTG. I hope the noise in the background don't too much to uh, disturb y'all and understand, Hey, when you are in a way game, anyway, the crowd is loud. and You're not able to hear the play. So (laughs) deal with it.